Hey guys, welcome to the happy hour. Who doesn't love a good happy hour? I'm coming at you real and unfiltered to talk about self-care, mental health, and life. This podcast is designed to encourage, educate, and uplift each person that listens. I'm coming from both a clinical standpoint and a personal point of view to discuss various matters. The happy hour is here to let each listener know that no matter what you may be going through, you can turn your obstacles into triumphs. So go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, do all those great things, but just make sure you also listen. Hey, 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 happy Friday, happy hour listeners. Thank you for once again tuning in. I just want to again shout all of you guys out that have followed me from the beginning, that maybe this is your first episode, that somebody suggested you listen to it, whatever, whichever, however, I'm just thankful that you're here. So I hope you're having a great Friday and you've had a great week. And today, I think we got something really good for you. Today, we're going to be talking about overcoming childhood trauma. So trauma is defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Childhood trauma could be experiencing an earthquake or a hurricane, any type of natural disaster, a car accident, a boat accident, a plane accident, anything like that, Um, physical and or sexual assault and various forms of abuse like emotional, verbal, physical, which, you know, anything. Trauma generates emotions unless we process these emotions at the time the trauma occurs. If not, they become stuck in our heart, our mind, and our body. The healthy flow and processing of emotions, such as anger, sadness, shame, fear, those are essential to having, well, to healing from childhood trauma as an adult. If we continue to carry the emotional scars into adulthood, They can affect our relationships, our jobs, our career, our happiness, and even our health. Children who are exposed to abuse and trauma may develop what is called a heightened stress response, which can impact their abilities to regulate their emotions, lead to sleep difficulties, and an increased risk of physical illness. So like, what does trauma look like? You know, trauma has both physical and emotional symptoms. So some emotional symptoms of trauma could be depression, anxiety, anger, disassociation, confusion, denial, guilt. Some physical symptoms could look like sleep problems, fatigue, aches, pains, muscle tension, lack of focus. You know, you can have panic attacks, the inability to cope, anxiety, lethargy, poor concentration, racing heartbeat, all those types of things. Believe it or not, about 60% of people report some kind of abuse or trauma in their childhood. So I know you're probably like, well, how do I cope with my childhood trauma? How do I overcome it? How do I, you know, heal this emotional scar that I have? So, you know, allow yourself to get close to people. You know, I can say for myself, I have a very big trust issue and that has to do with my childhood trauma, my adult trauma, my military trauma, all that trauma. So allow yourself to get close to somebody. 
take good care of your emotional and physical body. So those can both go into self-care, which, you know, I love to talk about physically taking care of your body, going to the doctor, making sure, you know, you're eating a healthy diet, exercising, doing those things and taking care of your emotional body, your health. You know, if you need therapy, get therapy, um, you know, learning how to trust people, creating healthy boundaries, you know, building up self-esteem and self-worth. Get Another way to uh, overcome is to get honest about recognizing your defense mechanisms. Um, also, you know, allow yourself to be supported and to extend to others for help. So again, whether that's a therapist or a friend or your pastor, whichever, um, sometimes it's good to find a trauma specialist. If you have very severe trauma, say, you know, you were raped or you know, you were in a very bad domestic or emotional abusive relationship, whether you witnessed somebody die. I mean, any of those things, you know, that's seek somebody that specializes specifically in trauma and and even try to find somebody that specializes in the specific area of trauma that you're looking to overcome. Um, you know, practice stress reduction, you know, try to eliminate negativity in your life and, and make sure you get good sleep. You know, believe it or not, the amount of sleep you get is important. Um, and then, like I said, seek support. So today I do have an awesome guest on. I'm going to bring her up after, you know, our quick break that I love to give you guys. But let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Abigail Gazda. She's a clarity coach, empowering people to shift from dreaming to doing. She works with leaders to develop emotional intelligence. She supports self-development junkies ascending to self-mastery. As the leader of her life, she's a speaker, author, and a guide. She thrives the most in life while adventuring, writing, educating, laughing, and rollerblading. Wow, I haven't rollerbladed in a while. She loves some authentic connection, vulnerable conversation, and big dream dreaming. She's a small town India girl with global dreams of unleashing the hearts of this world. She's committed to sharing what is possible and what there is to be grateful in life. She's a motivational speaker, an author, and a life coach. She's the founder of Hearts Unleashed, a personal and professional development company committed to empowering people to operate with full freedom, power, and self-expression in every area of their life. She's the author of Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter. She created the Facebook community, Growing Gratitude, and she hosts the Hearts Unleashed podcast. She loves to share her breakthroughs and her work as evidence of what is available to anyone with the commitment to their fullest life. As a clarity coach, she supports high achievers give up perfectionism so they can discover and channel their authentic superpowers in order to create a life they love. So tune in, stay tuned, bear with me through this quick break, and then we're going to discuss some things with Abigail. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy Hour. Like I told you before our break, we have a super awesome guest on today. Abigail, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, yes. Hi, my name is Abigail Gazda. I'm a clarity coach and author of Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter, and also the host of the Hearts Unleashed podcast. Um, I'm also the CEO of Hearts Unleashed, which is a personal and professional development company, really inspiring people to live their best damn life. Can I cuss on here? Yeah, Can I drop the damn? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so that's what I do out in the world. I've been a coach for three years and really just evolving as a woman and CEO myself and then as a coach and uh, what I want to do in the world and who I want to impact. Okay, so what do you do? What kind of coaching do you do? Like, what's your focus? Yeah, thanks. I So I call myself a clarity coach. I want to give the jargony term, which is an ontological life coach. And um, ontology is the study of the nature of being. So I talk with people about who and how they're being much more often than what they're actually doing about it. And so because, you know, out in the world today, it's becoming coaching is becoming sexier. Self-education is becoming more popular. Mental health is becoming has less of a stigma. It's becoming more widely accepted. And so it's really great. But oftentimes people are pitching strategies and how to's when they're not actually addressing the internal barriers that are causing people to actually be stuck. And so the work that I do is diving in with people about what they're actually dealing with, like childhood trauma or like their insecurities and the stories that they have about themselves. So the kind of work that I do is a lot of subconscious reprogramming and getting people back into their power. And so I do two types of work, which is restorative coaching, which is, again, getting people back into their power, having them remember who they are. And then there's transformation and ascension, which is to truly take ownership over your life, be the one who declares and creates it, and then ascending beyond this this 3D reality, this world that we live in and realizing that you are truly a gift that is here to be delivered and so that we are all acting from a purpose and passion centered space to create our impact in the world and make a difference and and really just make this a place that we can all coexist powerfully. Awesome. Awesome. So where are you located at? Um, my physical body is located in Whiting, Indiana right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I actually live in Southern California and, um, I, I'm born and raised in Indiana. I'm here for the holiday and, um, I am, I've been in California for two years now and absolutely love it. What part? Southern San Clemente. If anyone's familiar, it's, it's right between LA and San Diego. So I get the best of those worlds. Awesome. I've never been to California. Definitely want to go. So that's awesome. It's a must. I highly recommend to anybody. (laughs) Okay. So I know today we say we were going to discuss overcoming childhood trauma and doing inner child work. So you want to tell me a little bit about that from your perspective? Oh, totally. Um, I think it's, I think it's absolutely necessary and it's becoming more known as I was saying, the stigma around mental health and exploration is going away. So more people are kind of quote unquote buying into it, which is great for us because people who've been in the work have been trying to explain the importance of it without any, without people being willing to, um, truly either receive it or try it. They want to know how it's going to work for them before they buy it. And we, we as professionals can hardly even tell you what's available for yourself in your life because we don't know your personal story. And this work is so personal and so subjective in the way that 
each person has has such a unique experience and yet we all have very similar experiences it's the way that it's this what developed within us and so in in our life especially in relationship to childhood trauma there's three very pivotal moments and memories in our youth and so the importance of the of discovering the really important moments that your brain developed in your childhood there's three very pivotal moments where we seen something in our lives and it's different for everybody and so um, I'm not really touching on the actual moments because they are different for people but what happens in our lives is we see something and we make a, a conclusion about it and then inner children develop at those ages and stages and it's usually in a moment of survival right so let's use one specifically where we're little children we are usually between one, two, and three, and we're bopping around. We're we're living a great life. We are. Uh, it's grace, wonder, awe, exploration, discovery. We have our innocence about us, and then all of a sudden, something very pivotal happens where we discover or we learn the world's not safe, or we learn something's wrong with me. We all have that moment, and the further back we can look, the more pivotal it is for us to really heal and and overcome and so when we if we can draw back into our memories and say man I remember the the day that I decided there's something wrong with me we also made a conclusion about ourselves in the world like for me personally I decided when I decided that something's wrong with me I decided that I'm I am a burden I'm annoying and so I tell myself that story and it will prevent me from taking a risk or being brave or being bold in my adult years because this inner child within me says no 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 Abby one day we learned that like it's not safe to have an opinion it's not safe to step up or step out you're annoying don't do that and it's our ego trying to protect us from experiencing that risk or that embarrassment or that threat again and so overcoming childhood trauma is so important because we are we are acting as our inner children we are taking on the fears and survival behaviors of our inner children as grown adults and it's very risky when it comes to us wanting to live a really great or self-expressed life because we will hide out in the beliefs of our inner children and never take certain risks that will move us forward into the best relationship of our lives into the best career of our lives into living fully expressed or feeling free and 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 passionate and so um i i just i'm such an advocate for inner child work because that is where people can truly set themselves free instead of hoping for something outside of us to make our lives fun, exciting, and um, and and truly ours. Okay, I can definitely see the the part where you were talking about, you know, how because of something maybe you know that we've been through, like that 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 scar that's there, and we uh-huh. we consider, you know, like well, I'm not good enough to do this. I can, that can go into self-esteem and self-worth and, 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 you know, boundaries and things like that, because that inner child is telling you, you don't deserve this. You're not worth this, or you're supposed to say yes to everything, or you're supposed to this. And so as an adult, you can, you know, be that person with low self-esteem or low self-worth or unhealthy boundaries or bad relationships or, you know, 
not able to maintain a job or just things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I love what you said about um, the scar, right? We all have emotional scars from our past mm-hmm. and we are protecting those scars as if they're open wounds. Mm-hmm. As if, and cause we haven't healed them. They're scars by, by the measurement or metric of time, but time does not heal all wounds. Does not. <laughs> right? And and we're walking around just hoping that's the case. And, and and because mental health hasn't been an important priority and it's becoming one. But scars, those those emotional wounds are healed with intention and with with attention, not just time and hope and a wish and a prayer. It's actually dealing with it. It's actually sitting with the pain that that wound caused. And we avoid that pain like the plague because it seems scary mm-hmm. or we haven't, we haven't been equipped with the tools to truly heal a wound. We're not medical professionals, not, and our friends, God bless all of our friends and loved ones. They are not medical professionals either. And, and, and sometimes or, they don't um, understand. Yeah, they don't understand. They don't know how to listen. They don't know how to deal. Then they project their own past and their own scars on us. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're like, oh, forget it. You don't understand. And then we, of course, it feel, we feel alone and isolated because of it. And it, it, it kind of steamrolls the whole suffering process when we could truly stop that, that, that freight train of pain by sitting still still and maybe having the cry that's necessary and like actually sorting out the feelings and thoughts that match the emotional wound and oof, we could set ourselves free true so from your perspective as a life coach like how do you go about helping somebody through that Mm, uh, I love it I love to simply dive straight in um you know, as a life coach and, and just as a human being anymore, I really can't handle small talk. Like I have zero patience for mm-hmm. it. I always want to just dive in and be like, hey, how are you really doing? You know, and so for me as a life coach, I go right at it. Uh, like in a call, a number one call with me or in a sample session with me, I'm not going to like ask you about what you want to create first. Like there's, there is what you want to create and, and I'll, I touch on that, but then I start to ask immediately, okay, well, what's in the way of that? And your wounds, your trauma will show up quickly because they don't, you're not going to tell me, well, I, I was, you know, molested as a child or I was laughed at as a kid. And when I answered the wrong question in class, they're like, there's so many wounds that each person has that leads to the adult that they are. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is you're going to tell me what you're dealing with as an adult, right? So it's like, "Mm, well, what I want to create is a career, but, um, life's tough. I tried it before and I failed. You'll tell me all the things about your adulthood, but everything about your adulthood is just simply a projection and manifestation of what happened in your childhood. And so we try to go, I try to go as far back as, as quickly as possible to really discover the root and the root isn't actually the wound it's the fear that the wound caused mm-hmm. right so I, I start to dive in on your belief systems I start to dive in on what you think is true about you and the world and very quickly when we deal with that we evaporate 
the behaviors that are a result of that fear. Like smoking, or I would like to actually use um, eating. Eating, they're all the same, right? They're all numbing agents. Eating, smoking, sex. Um, sex. Yep, mm-hmm. pile it on there, right? <laughs> Netflix binging is all a symptom or a treatment of the symptom of the fear. And so we want to dive in as quickly as possible on the fear and we can really begin to evaporate the behaviors and symptoms. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, so question from your perspective as a life coach, do you also recommend them seeking, you know, mental health therapy with a, a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Because some things can be, you know, um, helped with medication. Some things can be helped with, you know, doing like, you know extensive trauma work and things like that so myself i i have childhood trauma i have a lot of childhood trauma and um so you know i, I know like as a child they would try to put me on different medications but i never did and like even as an adult because i also have ptsd from the military and stuff and yeah. so it wasn't until last year that i finally have been on medicine it's been like a year now and i've seen the change so that's why i'm asking do you also suggest that they go and get that more extensive help totally totally i think Great question because I always start with clients or potential clients on a new call by saying, I am a coach. I am not a medical professional. I'm not going to diagnose you and I'm not going to prescribe you anything. So I think it's really important. And I love that you brought that question up because it is very true. And I, I personally have a little bit of a more of a holistic approach, but I do believe that medication is necess a necessary part of this planet with humans. Like <laughs> I am not, I won't detour anybody and I'm not always one to be like, no, I think that's stupid. You shouldn't be on medication. Try, try cannabis, try uh, CBD, try meditation, try journaling. Like, of course, I believe that those are very important. But I also believe that when people are learning to balance their emotions and their hormones and their, their internal state, if medication is a, is a very effective step in that process, I totally support it. I also do believe that when people do the work and they continue to balance themselves out, um, and if they're really passionate about not being on medication, I, I, I'm support that process as well Is like, you can change your diet. You can like change so many things about your life. It's really how committed people are to, you know, going all the way through that and living with or without medication but I do, I am an advocate that it's part of the process, totally. Okay. Yeah. And so typically when you work with somebody um, that, is it is it something that comes up first? Or like you said, when they talk about, I'm looking for a job and something, 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 and then it gets mm -hmm. to that about the child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing um, that's part of the last answer and this answer is like, it's, it's part of a coach's code of ethics to make a professional recommendation. If I'm interviewing somebody for coaching and I can clearly tell they're not ready to be coached and it, they need to be in therapy or counseling or something else, or they're beyond coaching and they just need maybe a business consultant, right? Um, they are looking for just the strategy, not so much the recovery process because there's a difference between recovery and coaching, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I just like, as a, as a personal standpoint, and I do want the, our listeners to hear this because 
um, our industry, the coaching industry is becoming a bit diluted with people who are seeing how much money can be made in the coaching industry. Mm-hmm. And one day they just quit their corporate job, put a, call themselves a coach and then are like trying to get hired as a coach when really they're more of a consultant. Mm-hmm. So I love to explain this to anybody willing to listen is you got to interview coaches, ask them where they've had their training, ask them the work that they do, what their specialty is, because if it's that they're claiming to be a trauma specialist or something and and they haven't had any training in the area, then it's very likely they're just going to give you a bunch of advice based on their, their opinion. Yep. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with your trauma or nothing to do with what you're dealing with or what you're tra- where you're trying to get in your life. So number one answer is the code of ethics. Like if you come to me for coaching or for, for healing and I see that you need the work of a therapist or you tell me that you're on antidepressants, I will coach and support you differently than someone who's not yeah. straight up. That's not discriminatory. That's to support you because every single person has a different need because what you were sharing just now, Ashley, is like the the process of what kind of trauma have you actually been through in your life? You're, I will coach somebody different who's been molested or been physically and mentally and verbally abused than someone who is trying to build a business and that's their focus. And that like, there's just different if you've been, what you've been through in your past. Mm-hmm. There's a different level of sensitivity that we've got to kind of walk through together in order to get you where you want to be. I agree. I definitely agree. Right. Because people who've had more trauma are walking around with a ball and chain on their foot, or like you said, PTSD, huge component. And a lot of that is from adulthood trauma, Mm -hmm. right? So it's just different. And so I will always work with people on a very individual basis and every coach really should and, and, and listen and be able to hear you. So if you're interviewing for coaches and you really do want to work with somebody to a coach is meant to accelerate where you're going you will always get where you're going. It's just a matter of how long do you want to take to get there? And if you're trying to get somewhere and you can't see why you're so stuck, it is very beneficial for you to talk to a coach because we see what you can't see about yourself. And it's our job to reflect what you can't see about yourself. Maybe you have a a pattern that you're like, oh, I get in the same relationship. I end up in the same problem at every job. Well, there's always a common denominator and it's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. So tell me about um tell me about your podcast. What do you talk about on your podcast? Mm, yes, yes, yes. So the Hearts Unleashed podcast, the little tagline is that we are turning dreamers into doers. Mm -hmm. And it's very much about the topic or the conversation that we're having right now, which is you know you want something, you visualize it, you dream about it, and you take no action. Or the action that you take gets you stuck in the same looping pattern, producing the same looping results. And you can't really see why you're stuck in the dream state. And so 
in my podcast, I have two different types of episodes. One's called a 15 minute fill up, which I, I literally just released my 15 minute fill up this morning before jumping on the phone with you. <laughs> and so those are little, little chunks of information for my listeners where they can truly take inspired action out of those 15 minute fill ups. It's information. It is stuff that I coach on. I, what mm-hmm. I do actually, the way that I pick those topics is if I'm coaching my clients, like a lot of times the same lesson will show up every week with clients. They seem to be going through some of the same phases and stages. And so I'll just decide, man, this is important for people to hear. So like today's episode was how to get unstuck, right? <laughs> it's that simple. And then I also do episodes called the Friday fill up where I interview other people who are living their heart unleashed in order to inspire you guys to do the same. So it's people who have achieved greatness in their own life. And I just ask them, how did they do it? What did they have to move through? What trauma have they dealt with? So we actually do have some episodes about inner child work work as well. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Tell me about your book. Oh, my book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is one of my favorite projects to share because um, so it's called Giving Up, Giving Up, The Memoir of a Quitter. And this book is for what I call the enough is enough crowd. Mm -hmm. And the enough is enough crowd has already gone through three really important stages. One, the first stage is called what what I love to call the shock and awe phase. So probably I'm imagining that many of your listeners are millennials. And so, or though at any stage of life, (laughs) minus mom, Hey mom, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, a lot of us got out of either high school or college and we, that shock and awe phase hit us like a sack of bricks. Right. We're like, Oh my God, this is the real world. Like this is adulting. Like nobody told me about this. What's all this debt? What's all this shit we got to deal with? And like PTSD is very much the shock and awe phase. Like, Oh my God, now what? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so we all deal with that on some level and at some stage. And then as we, as the shock and awe starts to kind of like that initial hit fades, We then shift into what I call nowadays social media syndrome, where we are trying to be someone else's version of successful, whether that be to get the certain career and have a certain salary or to get married and have the white picket fence version of life, whatever it is, we are watching, you know, people's timelines and seeing other people, you know, quote unquote, live the dream. And now even entrepreneurship kind of fits in social media syndrome. We want to be an an influencer or a a blogger, whatever. And so we kind of shift into that social media syndrome, but the enough is enough crowd is where you're at the end of social media syndrome and you are dead damn tired Mm -hmm. of trying to be anybody but yourself. And so you, it's that like two fists on the table. You walk into your boss's office and you quit your job with no plan (laughs) is enough is enough. I'm done trying to do or be anything, but who I normally am or naturally am. And so this book is for that crowd. Who's really at the end of the rope trying to be anybody else. And it's, I'm really proud of this book because I share my own names, dates, and places, but the transformation can be anybody's. And so for that reason, I included reflection questions 
at the end of most of the chapters for the reader to truly like I'll share my lesson but then I turn the lesson over to the reader and say where are you struggling night like this mm -hmm. where are you hiding out from your emotions or your your um, internal conflicts and so this book truly is for the reader awesome awesome well Abigail I again want to thank you for coming on today was there anything else you wanted to talk about in response to overcoming childhood trauma or inner child mm -hmm. work you know, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to have me on. And of course, I would love to invite anybody who really, like if the inner child work sounds intriguing to you, investigate it. You can reach out to me, you can reach out to Ashley, but this is work that I, I genuinely believe sets people free. It removes the chains of your past. And if you're a dreamer and you're looking into your future and you can see it so clearly, I'm just sending you love and, and just want to be on loudspeaker for a moment that you don't have to continue the suffering life can be easy and you are like you deserve the life that you dream of and it's it's on the other side of asking for that help I definitely agree that was awesome um so what are your social media handles or your website how can people find you Thank you. Thank you. So um, definitely, if you've loved the episode, I want to invite you to the website first because right on abigailgazda.com, which is just my name, Abigail Gazda, um, you, there's a, an assessment, a self-assessment that you can take called 10 Factors Locking Your Freedom. And so, you know, we've been in this conversation for the last, you know, 20 or so minutes. And if someone's looking to grant themselves their own freedom, this assessment is a great place to start. So head over to Abigail Gazda and download that assessment. And then also join me on Instagram. Spell your last name just so they can. Sure, sure. So at, I'll do the whole, my whole name, A-B-I-G-A-I-L-G-A-Z-D-A. So, and um, on Instagram is where I'm most active, um, Instagale. So I-N-S-T-A and then G-A-I-L, Instagale. Um, I also, one other thing that is really awesome is I have a community on Facebook called Growing Gratitude. And if it's some, if you're someone who you think you're doing great, you're on the, you're on your path and you just want to come in and literally grow more gratitude in the world. It's a really healthy community where I simply promote coming in, sharing your joy for life, sharing the miracle of life and the gratitude that you have. So I would love to have anybody in there if they're active on Facebook as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Abigail, once again, thank you so, so much for coming on. Um, it was awesome to talk to you and just hear about the different, you know, your different perspective and the things that you do and the way you help people. And I'm all about helping people. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, there being someone like you out there. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening to Happy Hour. Um, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace out. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour. Be sure to go follow me on Facebook at Therapy with Ashley. You can check out my IG at Happy Hour with Ashley. Or you can even check out my website, www.ashleyjohnsoncounseling.com. Thanks for joining the Happy Hour. 
If you want to be a supporter of this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes, click the link under the details or go to anchor.fm slash happy hour with Ashley slash support. And once you're there, you can choose to become a supporter with 99 cent a month, $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. Again, thank you for joining happy hour. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and make sure you listen.